Now, Destination Anywhere with Melanie Olivero. Hola, my friends. Let's travel abroad once again in today's Destination Anywhere on CNA 938. Thanks for coming on this trip with me. I'm Melanie Olivero. If you've always wanted to travel to someplace different, perhaps consider Central America, Panama, for instance. Panama is bordered by Costa Rica and Colombia, and it's mostly tropical, as in hot and humid, with long rainy seasons, complete with paradise-like islands, rolling surf, gorgeous wildlife, and the local food is quite delicious. They have their own version of Utah. Okay, they have their own version of Yutiawa, by the way, and you'll hear from whoever is revealing it in just a while. So let's explore Panama with Nora Soeb and Susie Chua from Two Travelling Aunties. These social media personalities are well known for travelling the world in a camper, getting into all kinds of adventures along the way. Find them on YouTube at Two Travelling Aunties, Nora and Susie. And you can also find them on Instagram at Two Travelling Aunties and others social media sites. Anyway, here's how my chat with the two travelling aunties started. Nora and Susie, your 18-month journey through the Americas kicked off in Panama and you met your home on wheels there because you book your transportation in advance. You call the camper van Camila. So what's the significance behind this name? Camila is a character from one of our favorite Netflix show, Queen of the South. She is a anti-hero, a badass boss lady. Her name was Camila, and we changed it. We changed the um, spelling to a K that reads Camila in Malay. If you separate the word, is Camila means us la. Yes, you know. So this is us. Mm. Yeah. Tell us more about Camila. What did it look like? What was the color of it? It's white in colour. It's a F, uh, Ford F-250 truck. has a camper on top with a bed. Well, you can sit, sleep four people. So there's a sofa that can convert into a bed for two. There's toilet, oven, AC, microwave. Pretty much everything you can find in a house, you have it in our little yeah. car. So would it be like half the size of an SBS bus? Uh, three quarter maybe. Three quarters? <laughs> no, one third. One third the size of a bus, a small than, smaller than half the bus. No, oh, smaller than half the bus. Yeah, it's, it's like six meter long, six six point five meter long. Okay, it's tall. Uh, the the truck is is big. It's a four by four. So even the wheels plus the clearance is big. And sometimes when we sit inside, or I do most of the driving. I I I think some people cannot see me driving because it's like so big. But you need that big truck to carry the camper. Yeah, and to traverse all the roads and the highways. Nora, why do you do most of the driving? I love driving. Uh I don't mind. I think it's just freeing and and I just love the open road, especially the mountains. And Susie is not a good driver, so... (laughs) Frankly speaking, she is a... And Nora is a very good driver. She's cautious and I'm a scary cat and I drive too slow. And whenever she asks me to drive, she will moan and say, oh, we're never going to reach the destination. Better I drive. And I'm happy to be chauffeured. (laughs) <laughs> but the thing is that if if Nora gets tired or yes. let's say she has, for example, a headache, yes. you take over, Susie. 
Not really. We just park somewhere <laughs> and, and sleep for an hour or two until she's ready and then we go again. <laughs> okay. So care and precaution always. Yes. Okay. Now, let's talk about you facing a hurdle earlier on in your trip. I understand that protesters blocked the highways and roads in Panama. Did you expect such a challenge when you began your trip? Because sometimes we look at the news in advance when we go to a certain country. So did you expect it? Not at all. I've been to Panama a few times for what reason? And it was a really nice and peaceful country. I didn't expect it. I know that in Central America that we're driving through, we might expect some local protests, but not in the scale that we experienced. We were told by the local that this is the first time that it's been so bad. Usually, you know, they have it for maybe half a day or one yeah, day couple and, of days, and yeah. they'll go off. But this one went on for three weeks, three weeks yes. actually. Three weeks. Um, yes. And we were stuck on the Pam M Highway for at least for three days. Yeah. Yeah, we slept overnight there. Yeah. yeah. And we literally slept uh, on the, the highway truck. because we were stuck. All the good trucks, you know, all those 18-wheelers were all around us. And I think we were the only foreign not foreign, like tourist uh, car in the middle of uh, all that. Yeah, we saw the protests earlier on during our first week in Panama, but we didn't think that it would go nationwide. Yeah. It went nationwide and the protesters would literally take out their chairs and sit in the middle of the road with the umbrella and just wait it out. They just want to disrupt the whole highway for whatever reason. And then because of that, we were stuck. But the funny thing was that the protesters are villagers and they are quite friendly. So we, we tried, I tried to talk to them like sign languages, or Google Translate. <laughs> and at the end of the day, in the evening, they would change and they would come to us and sell empanadas. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Fresh empanadas. Yes. Yeah. That's how you can remember that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the thing is that, do you know what they were protesting? Uh, yes, inflation. It started off with education. They want more schools and in some local villages and more investment for the local uh, people. And then it's, it then went off to become a bigger scale and nationwide people took up this cause and just continue and worsen from there. I see. Okay. Let's now talk about how these protests, which lasted more days than you anticipated, and it redirected your route, the one that you called How to Avoid the Pan Am Highway, which is where you were stuck. How did this detour open up new discoveries in other parts of Panama for you? We branched off to the seaside instead of being stuck in on the main road. So we managed to inch our way out and head off to the seaside. And um, Yeah, I think more instead of going to our destination was to the capital of David which is along the uh, highway. Yeah. We detoured the rural area outside of the main highway and we got into the seaside and we also detoured to Koiba Island, which is actually out of the way, but we decided to go there anyway because it is a well-known marine national park. Correct. And it was one of the best. Uh, we celebrated Susie's birthday there. Without her knowing about it. <laughs> she I forgot her birthday. So, yeah. But um, we went snorkeling and we saw whales, whales with a baby, baby whale. Baby whale and mother <laughs> yeah. whale. Yeah. That's awesome. Very nice. So when it comes to Koiba Island, what a fascinating place that is. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. 
did you have to hire a tour guide to bring both of you around? For the island itself, we cannot camp overnight because obviously they want to protect the island and the wildlife there. So you need to take a boat tour. The people will take you there and you can spend a whole day and swim around. Um, snorkel and after that they will take you back to the mainland to stay overnight. Okay, all right. Obviously they wanted to protect the flora and fauna, the diversity and if too many tourists are stomping around, not a good (laughs) idea. Yes. All right, okay. We talked a little bit about the people just now when you were stuck on the Pan Am Highway and uh, some of the villagers, the townsfolk came out and they sold empanadas to you. For people who aren't aware what an empanada is, Susie, it's like our curry puff. Correct, exactly. Except different feelings they have. Theirs is sweeter version. We have our spicy curry inside. So, um, But it tastes more or less the same, especially especially the crust. Yes, yes. yes. I've tried an empanada or two in Argentina, mm. uh, Argentina in particular, and it's quite delicious. Okay, so let's talk more about the people because uh, you said meeting them was awesome and is what you treasure most about all that travelling. Yes. Tell us more about the other people you met along the way in Panama. Um, during the protest, we were stuck on the road and everyone was just sitting there and there was this lady, she has a house by the highway and she, I saw her giving water to all the truck drivers and she saw us, she also asked if we want some water. And then I, I had enough water, but I asked her, can I take a shower? And she let me go into her house and have a shower there. So it was, it was you know, amazing how she was just living in a house by the highway and she gave free water to all the truck, you know, truckers and all and gave me a free, uh, me and Nora a free shower and, and sent us off with some fruits as well. I was really touched. And then, yeah, just generally the, the people we meet there, they are really friendly. So we, we love it there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, and what fruits did she give you? I think she gave me a sour sock, if I can remember sour correctly. Sour. <laughs> and they have rambutans there as well. Ah, so, yeah, Must have been so delicious. Yeah. Both you and Nora, the two travelling aunties, you spent some time in... Now, let me spell it out so that the listeners who are tuning in right now can visualize it in their minds. Uh, B-O-Q-U-E-T-E. And how do I pronounce that? Boguete. Boguete, uh? yes. Okay, so Boguete is a resort town popular among American retirees. Yes. What stood out for you and Nora in that town? Because the town is on higher altitude, so it's really cooling and I guess that's why people like it there. There are rivers and mini canyons around there and the town has got lots of bars and cafes so it's got really chill vibes and I guess that's why also people like it there. And they have uh, weekly markets and local markets that you can find local crafts there as well. So it's a very interesting town. All right, and the crafts and the food all quite affordable by Singaporean standards? Absolutely. For under 10 bucks, you can have breakfast plate full of rice and beans, plantains, which is a form of bananas, fried plantains. They even have something like our ham chi bang there. So, uh, and it's, it's really nice. Tastes almost the same as that. Don't have the saltiness that we have, I think. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. 
You also talk about the Tuesday market there, one of your favourite things to do. Yes. I'm pretty sure there are lots of produce and F&B and also uh, small little things, nick knickknacks to buy. So yes. what can we expect to find there? There are lots of local arts and crafts that you can pick up from. And they also sell some uh, woolly stuff because it's higher altitude. So people buy uh, some blankets there. Um, which is very interesting. They have the local different tribes that make the, you know, uh, blankets in different style. So you can find uh, interesting stuff like that to buy. Those multicolored, correct? Um, yeah, blankets. Blankets we keep seeing. Yes, yes. So beautiful. I, I bought one for myself, but it was a little bit overpriced. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Did you buy one for yourself? Um, not there. I went. To, I bought one in Guatemala, in Mexico, because Guate was famous for it. So I waited and waited till I got there. <laughs> um, because it's the first country that we started, I didn't want to buy everything in one place. Yeah. Okay. So still on souvenirs, because we Singaporeans love our souvenirs, right. yeah, Susie. Specific souvenirs from Boguete that you would know Singaporeans would like? Oh, I really like the blankets and scarf there. Yeah. I think we definitely can buy one for our home as a troll. I know it's warm here, um, but still, it's so pretty. So you really shouldn't miss it. <laughs> How much does it cost very roughly? It depends on the quality that you want. You can buy from $10 to $60 for very big size, nice blankets there. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Sing dollars is... Sorry, I'm looking at USD. So okay. it's still hundred under hundred Singapore dollar though. All right. Yeah. Because a lot of workmanship goes into yes, this. Yes, and many hours, yes. Many yes. hours for sure. So Susie, Nora celebrated her birthday in Bokete. Mm -hmm. And and then both of you ventured on this trek, a tree trek. Yes. And you explored a hanging bridge trail as well. Tell us about that experience. What is this tree trek? There is a special tour that brings you further up into the jungle. And in there, there are quite a number of suspended bridge. You can also do flying fox there. Um, we're too chicken to try it. But um, <laughs> yeah, we did the trekking through all the hanging bridges, different heights, and you see the waterfall from down below. So it's quite an amazing sight. Um, you also can see some monkeys in the tree. So I think Nora had a memorable day there. Yeah. And how exactly did she celebrate her birthday with you? Was there a birthday cake or just a, a birthday empanada? I think she had more of a birthday empanada. So I can't remember uh, if we had a cake there. We probably did because there were quite a lot of cafes there. It's so nice to celebrate your birthday when you're on holiday. Yes, it make it a unique experience like mine in Koiba and hers in Bugatti. So we'll never forget it. <laughs> it's the experience that counts. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Exploring local cuisine, as we all know, is, is a very important part of travelling. We've talked about the empanadas. Let's talk more about Panamanian dishes that you tried and... What about those that also reminded you of foods back in Singapore? 
the first experience I have on something local was what they call raspau. Raspau is uh, similar to our ice kacang, uh, ice bowl, and uh, it's a favorite local. You see it everywhere. So I would recommend trying that because it's slightly different. They have all the syrup on the outside. They don't have the beans on the inside, but they have condensed milk on it. So it's definitely really nice and something slightly different to try and then their plantains they have many different ways of frying it and cutting it so um, that's very interesting too and then rice and bean is a must try it's a, a staple throughout the whole of Central America and then even Yu Tiao it's like every country has it they sell it in different shapes and forms some in brown some like a donut but they all taste the same so when we miss home, we look for Yu Tiao. <laughs> or something that you know is Yu yes. Tiao-like. They're always available wherever you go. We found it in Morocco and we saw it in Panama and it tastes good. Just that the names are different, of Correct. course. Correct, yes, yes. Do you know what they called it in Panama? Oh, I can't remember, but I know they call Fry Jack in Belize. Okay, yes. Fry yes. Jack. What would you advise us to drink to wash it all down? I, I, we, the one that we drink quite a lot is mezcal and tequila. That was from Mexico. Um, so I can't remember. But I, I, I would recommend one more dish is ceviche. Which is so, uh, yeah, throughout Central America. So each country has their ceviche. They are almost the same, but it's a local must try. Yes, indeed. Over there, you heard me speak mostly to Susie Chua and for a while, Nora Soeb, social media travel influencers, also known as Two Travelling Aunties. You can find them on YouTube at Two Travelling Aunties, Nora and Susie. You can also check out their socials and adventures Primarily, also, you can check them out on Instagram at Two Traveling Aunties. That's a wrap of Destination Anywhere, and I'm Melanie Olivero for CNA 938.